man, let's get it, man. Welcome back to the podcast, Social Skills for Dummies. Man, I filmed the last episode of this podcast probably like 10 hours ago. Like, one of the things I say, man, I, I say follow the directions and instructions on this podcast because it'll make you a different person. You won't even recognize who you can be. And I say that to say that because of the results it's been giving me in my life. You know, in terms of energy, expansiveness in terms of character and ideas and creativity. People don't think creativity is a muscle. People don't think your creativity can move faster. But I tell you what, man, I make all these podcast episodes. The day you hear them is the day I made it. I'm not cashing, stocking up episodes, which maybe I probably should. But but I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm coming up with a new idea every day. You know, my prolificness is moving at a quicker rate. You know, it's because of the things I've been doing. I'm drinking this little vegan protein shake. It's the first thing that I drank this year that wasn't water. You know what I'm saying? I'll eat vegetables. I'll eat meats. I eat, you know, one thing Ty Lopez told me, he says, eat foods where the where it's a whole food. Meaning, the ingredient itself, it's the food. Like, the ingredient of an egg is an egg. The ingredient of an apple is an apple. It's not a bunch of ingredients that you don't know or don't understand. And so I try to stick to whole foods and pure ingredients. And that just charges the body up in such a different way. That's one of the things that will make you better socially. But that's not what this episode is about. What this episode is about is a little illustrious method that I'm calling the one part, the, the common party method. I, I made that up. What I'm saying is my prolificness has increased in terms of ideologies and creativity. I used to watch my friend Vernon, you know, his creativity used to move so, well, it moves so fast. I'm like, dang, how are you doing that? And I started working on myself. My creativity started to speed up. But let's get to the, the common party method. What the common party method is, is, man, I remember when I was in business, okay? You know, and um, I remember going through the gauntlet of my first few businesses and then just failing. And, like, nothing worked out. And remember in the last few episodes I said, like, I have sales scripts in my head? Like, I would have these sales scripts in my head of how to sell products in the best way possible. Um, and I would use these sales scripts. Um... And you know, I just had to memorize these are sales scripts that made a lot of, like at this point more than a thousand five hundred probably a thousand confirmed, but thousand five hundred probably maybe even two thousand businesses go from zero. It's a it's, a, it's an award called two common cup award, so it's confirmed zero to a million in sales in one single funnel, which is basically just a website. Um, man, it's hot out here, but I need the sunlight. That's another hack, man. Take vitamin D. I'm not a doctor, so follow your doctor's prescription. Obviously, it's not medical advice. And and it's get get sunlight every day, man. It'll help. It'll power you up so much, man. Um, but I used to follow these scripts, and I, I never got any sales from these scripts on my websites or anything. And one of the reasons I thought was because one of the common denominators between all the sales scripts that Yes Russell Brunson used is that the, at the end of the sales script, you will, he always would say, "Provide the audience with an example. Provide an audience with social proof. Provide an audience with a testimonial or a view from the people that you've actually helped." And that's one of the things that I never had. I have it now because I've worked to have it. I've paid testimonials now for the class that I'm offering you. I want you to go take that free class, by the way. But you don't have to. You don't want to. That's cool, too. Um, but but uh, I never had testimonials to plug into these these scripts. you know. And so I felt like a lot of the power of the script was kind of taken away. Um, and so what I'm what I'm what I'm what I was missing essentially is what we call the cognitive bias, social proof. Essentially, what social proof is is the cognitive bias that um, is one of the primary ways that human beings make decisions. Beyond the logic of something, uh, is the emotion of something. And actually, if you look at it, the, the psychology of a sales page goes like that. Human beings aren't logical creatures. We like men are logical. Men are not logical. 
every single human being is emotions emotional really if you look at the world and its arbitrary nature there's hardly a basis for logic in the world at all but everybody's emotional we think emotionally and we justify it with logic and rationale in order to describe it to the world around us and appears that we have in order to make you know make us seem like we're not stupid like we're not making emotional decisions and then the last thing is fear and scarcity so if you look at every sales page and I challenge you to do this or in every ad every piece of copy it starts with an emotional story emotional reason just like this podcast episode because the script is in my head and then the second thing it starts with is is the logical part of it and then the last thing it finishes with is scarcity and, and urgency okay we have 20 copies left by the way we have a free class we have 25 seats open go take the free class it's in the podcast description at the top of the page just click the the link in the podcast description not the episode description and then go and uh apply for the class it's absolutely free man uh, it'll blow your mind i'm just taking everything i teach you in the podcast and i'm putting it in an organized and structured way that actually hits home and i'm adding a little details that really drives the point home as well as uh, scarce and rare tactics and strategies um and take it from me man uh never mind i'm not gonna go there i was gonna say something cocky but let me stop um but yeah, uh, and so I had a, a scarcity of that. I had a scarcity of social proof, which is really the most common way people decide. You know, I, I listen to Method in the old podcast. So, like, if you want to be cool in any given environment, go to the coolest person. And once the coolest person approves you, you'll adopt their social proof and everybody will love you, therefore. And so I want to tell you, go in a little more detail about that method and tell you kind of the reverse way to do it. Um, so I remember similarly... Um, not having social proof and not being able to open the doors to my customers not being able to open up doors to greater partners and greater business endeavors to get more results and i remember that plaguing me and transferring like for me business after business after business i always used to think how do i get social proof? how do i get results how do i become someone in the industry if i'm not someone already and essentially this problem we're facing socially is that you think the same thing how do i become someone in this environment if i'm no one at all i don't have any money i don't have any swag i don't have any clout i don't have good talking genetics whatever the hell that is i mean even though it doesn't exist I don't have anything in this environment, so how do I become somebody in this environment? And so I want to break that down to you. Um, essentially, the next business that I got into was, I believe it was a podcast called Becoming the Character. This is the exact same podcast. You can go back in the history of this podcast and actually listen to when it was called Becoming the Character. And in order to blow this podcast up as a business podcast, you know, obviously I need another. I need social proof in order to get people to care about what I was talking on this podcast. I need social proof. And one of the primary ways we get social proof on this podcast is talking to people who have social proof, talking to people who have big podcasts, and also not only social proof, but I, I needed access to distribution channels that were bigger than my own. And the only way to do that is to get people who have big distribution channels. How do you, as no one, get someone who has it all? And that was the point I was making. People who have tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of followers that I really couldn't offer anything. And so I had to figure that out. Um, I was going, so I was going on the quest to figure it out because I wanted to improve the podcast and make it better, and also just wanted to hit milestone personally and say that I did it. I wanted to feel like I was somebody, um, and so I started to research through all the books and all the marketing secrets and every like Russell Brunson's discography. Even though it's not a discography, his podcast, his books is what I always refer to in terms of business when I want to get something done. And so I'm going through his book, and there's a bunch of strategies about the practicality of starting well I'm going through a lot of marketing information first off there's a lot of practical steps on how to start a podcast you know, from A to Z how to start and create a product how to create a funnel but there was very scarce information um, on how to how to actually get it filled up how to get your podcast filled up how to get recognized how to get seen how to get noticed by people who are at the top so they can help you get to the next level um, but I did come across this book uh, one of the things in this book called the dream 100 strategy and eventually Later that same year, I think it was May of 2020, 
he dropped an entire book on it called Traffic Secrets. It's basically an entire book on the Dream 100 strategy. And why that book was important is because it broke down essentially what I've been talking about. It broke down the Dream 100 strategy. And what the Dream 100 strategy said was this. If you, if you start with this strategy in any business, you'll be able to dominate any industry. And essentially what the strategy is geared to do is a blueprint from going from the bottom of influential and, and the bottom of allies and influencers to the top. How do you get the reviews? How do you get the social proof to make your business pop step by step by step? And so the Dream 100 strategy essentially was laid out like this. You know, um, so here I am running a bunch of people to web pages. I don't have any social proof. I don't have any reviews. I don't have any influences in any industries that like me. How do I get that done? Um, and so I remember going and reading the Dream 100 strategy and it basically said, you want to start at the bottom of the ladder. You want to start at the bottom of the food chain. And you want to work your way up. First, you look at the influencers that you know and love. The ones who are at the top of the food chain. The A-list influencers in any industry. So you look at influencers like if you're an entrepreneur, you look at Russell Brunson. You look at Grant Cardone. You look at uh, Ty Lopez. And then you reverse engineer who it is that they know and love. But on a lesser scale. So let's say Ty Lopez, he has a mentor, Alan Nation. I don't know how many followers Alan Nation got, but maybe Alan Nation has less followers um, than he has. Maybe he has not 4 million followers, maybe he has 1 million followers. And then you look at who Alan follows. He follows so-and-so. And so he has, the person he follows has 500,000 followers, but he's still significant, he's still in the same industry. And so you want to look at the A-list and you want to revert, you want to reverse engineer, uh, you know, based on that influencer's list, who is it they pay attention to who's also in their industry but has has more accessibility than them, has less gatekeepers than them. And so I went down the list of the part, the influencers that I wanted to follow, who I wanted to interact with. And I wrote down all the influencers in that industry that they followed, that they knew, that they see. Like, And I know if I do a podcast interview, if I do a podcast episode with them, then they'll see that podcast episode being posted on their page. And it's a lot easier to go down the list to the B, to see the D-list influencers and do interviews with them because they don't have a huge business to run. Because they don't have a bunch of gatekeepers stopping them because they're billionaires or multi-millionaires. And so I started at the bottom of the food chain doing interviews with these. I literally made a list of 100 influencers that I wanted to interact with. And here's the thing, you only have to get a few. You don't have to get the whole list of 100. And this is the same approach I use to music and everything. You want to go to the top of the music industry? Who are the influencers that the influencers follow? but on a smaller scale that you can break into a little easier. So the strategy, let me just go into details, is just you want to show love. That's all this podcast has been out. You want to show love. You want to interact with that person. You want to interact with that person over and over again until you build a bond. And then you want to ask them to come on a win-win environment, which is the podcast. I do a podcast. I get the episode. They get exposure from the episode. I get exposure from their audience. It's a share for share, basically. And so I started doing that strategy. And um, before I knew it, you know... Um, you know, I started, you know, I did like probably 10 interviews. And each interview I would do, I would take the name and I would go to the next person. Okay, I interviewed so-and-so. You know, he was on my podcast. You hear that episode right here. Can I interview you as well? And before I knew I had 10 names and I approached the interview influencers that I wanted to, wanted to approach, like the number one podcast in the world, John Lee Dumas. I got an interview with John Lee Dumas somewhere on this podcast unless I deleted it. Um, you know, Travis Chappell. Travis Chappell has a huge podcast, a huge Instagram following. James Webmore makes up to $10 million a year, every year, uh, has more than 100K followers on Instagram. All these people, all these multi-millionaire entrepreneurs have interviews on my podcast. And my podcast had probably like, this is like the social scenario, probably at that time probably had like 1,000 views overall. It was getting like 60 views per month. 
Whereas there's a churning probably like a million every month or like a hundred thousand a day or a thousand a day or something crazy. Behemoth, these are the biggest podcasters, the biggest entrepreneurs in the entire industry. And they were on my podcast and they interviewed me. And why is it? Because of what I'm talking about. The cognitive bias social group. They saw, okay, he has a list of influences that I also know that would recommend him to me. And that was one of the most powerful things in marketing is social proof. One of the best things in marketing, they say, get the influences on your side because um, it's one thing to have social proof of strangers. See, when people come to buy, when people come to listen to your product, they, you have the social proof of strangers. Okay, this person thinks he's cool. He must be cool. It's another thing entirely to, to, to have people that they love recommend you. That's an entire different recommendation. That's an entire different piece of social proof altogether. And so that's kind of what I had. And so... Why am I explaining to you what the Dream 100 is? Why am I explaining to you sorry, how does this apply to social skills? Because one of the things that I learned from that moment was that you really don't game people, okay? You don't go up to James Weathermore and just say, hey, I want to be on your podcast, da, 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 da. You don't game people. What you do instead, you can game people, but it's a lot easier to have people game themselves. You game environments, and the environment convinces that person to game themselves for you. Are you picking up what I'm saying? You game environments. And the per in the environment games a person to come back to you. So socially, I apply the same strategy in my life. You know, uh, you can obviously go to the top and make friends with the top if you just got it like that. I got it like that. I don't know about you, but I got it like that. And you know, obviously people will lo you know love you inside with you and the environment will be gamed therefore. Everybody in the environment will be accessible to you in turn in a friendly way, you know what I mean? Um you know, so, uh, but the other way that you can go about it, and one of the things that Owen Cook described to me early on that was really powerful, is that you can go the reverse method. You can game the environment. And one of the things I noticed is that one of the things he recommends is literally like when you go into a club or an area or arena uh, where there are people, you just talk to everybody. That's one of the things he recommends. And I noticed in my life, like, you know, one of the things that I was ashamed of in my life was that. People that I have something to gain from, people that maybe I thought was cool or attractive, whatever, whatever else is, you know, the people that I, I would really put most energy into, the people that I would talk to the most in my life. And so recently I made a change in my life where I just kind of just said, I dropped that because that's not love, that's transaction. And I just try to talk to everybody. In the job that I work, I try to talk to everybody. And so in talking to everybody, it's funny that a lot of the people that I want to talk to, not romantically, but just because I think they're interesting. I'm in a relationship. I don't know about you, I, because I think they're interesting. Um, it's a lot easier to talk to those people because of what I call the common common party strategy. Okay, essentially, everywhere, like I'll, I'll go somewhere and I'll talk to somebody that I think is interesting, you know, and I'll be able to gain social proof and gain further momentum by referencing people who are who know me, who are on the side or around me. So, so let's say I'm ha say having a conversation. I'm talking. You know what I mean? Uh, and we're, we're enjoying we're enjoying the conversation. We're laughing. I'm talking with a homie or something that I wanted to meet because he's into music, whatever. Or a player on the casino table that I think is cool, and I can turn to the dealer and say, "Did you hear that? Don't you think that's crazy?" And the dealer will light up because the dealer knows me, and the dealer will start laughing. I turn to the other player. You see what I'm saying? Like that's crazy. Like there's a validation. I'm being validated by the environment that I'm somebody. That's essentially the strategy. I'm gaining social proof from the environment. And this person, just like when you see the reviews from the people that you love or like, let's say the dealer is a girl that he likes. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I don't like her. I'm in a relationship. But I talk to her, and she's laughing at the joke. Like, you hear what he's saying, man? This dude a fool. 
And he's like, oh, she like she knows him too? Oh, he must be somebody. You get reviews and validation from the influencers and in from the smaller influencers in the environment that gives you more momentum to press against the great influencer or the bigger influencer that you couldn't knock over before. You can reference everybody and you're the common party. You're the connection between this person and the next person. And so when I started to, to talk to everybody, I realized like there was a whirlwind of social validation that just made every social situation easy. Because even if I'm in a small talk conversation and it's going stagnant or it's going dry, I can loop somebody else in. I can bring somebody else in. And also on the side, it's doing what they call it and pick up a takeaway, which is when you take away your attention and put it on somebody else, which, which, you know, I don't really want to talk about this strategy, but, but just I'm referencing it because it's, it's part of it. It's part of it. You know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't do this on purpose, but subconsciously it's something that's happening. So I want to describe what's happening. Um, you took your attention on somebody else, and so that deficits make make the person you're talking to. They want your attention more. Um, you know, people love when you're loved. People love when you have high status, and your high status is embedded in the environment because you know everybody. And so, <coughs> what I'm basically saying in this episode is this: the common party strategy works when you enter an environment and you talk to everybody you get to know everybody when you go in an environment start with the small influencers like the doorman the, the guy at the bar who sell you who's serving the drinks um uh you know the people who you think are interesting but are not the most interesting the d-level influencers the b-level influencers the c-level influencers and you leverage that environment like look at who i know like look at these people laughing at my jokes look at me caught like i'm i'm the life of this party right here and it gives you more power to talk to A. Because by association with the C-level influencers, you're a C-level influencer. Even when you came in, if you were nobody. By association with the B-level influencer, you're a B-level influencer. And a B-level influencer is a stone's throw away from an A-level influencer. Your foot's already in the door. And so, essentially what I want to recommend to you in this podcast episode is I want you to, because this is what happened to me, um, just... just in environments I go to everywhere my must have worked you know if I go somewhere frequent like whatever it is become a regular at places don't go to places and then and then and then not return there give it a, oh, and, and, and I want to say uh, use it sparingly don't rely on this because you know this is result based this is this is gaming the environment to get easier results when it's not about the results it's about the process okay I want you to to go through hard nights I want you to go through nights where getting the result is hard and it's difficult and it takes a grind and it takes to think it takes thinking it takes strategy because our mind and the, th- and, and the intangible things we gain from every situation is the beauty in the situation okay but if you want easier results become a regular in a certain environment and game that environment so that the environment games for you become a regular in an environment so that when you're in a situation when you're having small talk you know the bartender you know the doorman you have access points that regular people don't have because they everybody knows and loves you you have you have um, auxiliary movements in conversation that other people don't have because everybody knows you you can bring someone into the conversation you can volley your thoughts you can volley extra options in terms of speaking in terms of humor in terms of opinion um, in terms of forum through adding other people to the conversation you can move around the room differently and as you're going, people will compliment you and say, oh, I see you. Oh, this, that, the third. Oh, Dallas, da, 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 da. Because you know people in that room. And you'll pick up social proof. You'll pick up validation just moving through the room, not even doing anything. And you'll be in a greater spiral of power and momentum in the conversation you're having, therefore. 
So become a regular in an environment and game up the environment so that the people that come into the environment, you have an advantage uh, when you're dealing with them. You have leverage when you're dealing with them. You have social proof embedded in the environment when you're dealing with them. So go to the best clubs in LA or whatever city you're in. Go to the best bars in the city, whatever you're in. And it's like podcasting or anything. It's an uphill battle at first. But after you get the ball to the top of the hill, after you get the ball to the pinnacle, it just rolls down and everything becomes easy. And so that's what I wanted to recommend you in this episode. And I hope it all makes sense. Again, I do these episodes off the top of the head every morning and I wake up. And so this one, I don't think it's as structured well as the other one, but I think this is this is, this is the most important idea, ideology that I can, one of the most important ideologies that I want to talk to you. And I call it the common party method. And I call it the common party method because you're the common party between who it is you're dealing with and the rest of everybody else. You're the common denominator between these two friend groups. And so you have intrinsic, inherent value because like, okay, if I want anything in this friend group over here, this guy's the key. He's the gatekeeper. He's the person to go to. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like the Dream 100 strategy. If I want to talk to Russell Brunson who's at the top of the mountain, I have to talk to the person who, who gatekeeps for him. And so that, that gatekeeper has like inherent clout by default because I have to talk to him. I have to interact with him. He automatically has a shot where I come to him and give him the shot because I need him. He's a piece on the board that is non-negotiable. Become a piece on the board that is absolutely non-negotiable. It's like even the metaphor for work. You know, do, do more work than you're paid for and you'll be soon be paid for more than your worth, than your, than your work. That's what they say because they can't remove you as a piece so you have infinite power to negotiate. And so this is just one of those, you know, little power plays, little power strategies you can implement in your life. Game the environment so that it games for you. Be the common denominator between all the newcomers and the rest of the environment. And you'll have the key to everything. So with that being said, go take the free class. You can learn more stuff like this right now. Go take the free class. You can learn more stuff like this right now. Also, you can shoot me an email of what you really want. It's at Dallas Prater, D-A-L-L-A-S-P-R-A-T-E-R at gmail.com. If you don't want a free class and you prefer something like a free course or free one-on-one, send me over an email of what you want. I'll make it for you because um, that's what this podcast is about. I'm trying to build a business, obviously, so I got to figure out what you want. And so I'll offer it for free, obviously, up front, depending on what it is, um, just to get the results and the reviews and the social proof, like I, I practice what I preach. But send me an email. What is it that you want? Why are you listening to this podcast? Even just send me a review. If you hate me, tell me. All right, come on, let's go. Um, whatever it is, let's get it done. But that's the common party strategy, man. Implement it, and all the results will be yours. Thank you for listening.